Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO Susan Wheeler Johnston, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at nakubo.org. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. This is Liz Clark, Senior Director of Federal Affairs at Nakubo, and joining me for today's podcast is Ken Redd, my colleague here at Nakubo, who is Senior Director of Research and Policy Analysis. Welcome, Ken. Thanks, Liz. It's nice to join you again. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, your most recent study, the Tuition Discounting Study. Uh, First of all, what is tuition discounting? A lot of times when you talk about cost of college, the, the first thing people talk about is the sticker price. And they say, well, it's, it's, it's unaffordable, becoming too hard for families to afford college. But institutions do a lot of financial aid on their, from their own resources to help families pay for college. So what the tuition discounting study, what tuition discounting is, is a measure of institution's commitment to use its own resources to help students afford college. It's important for the audience to know that universities collectively award $60 billion of money from their own resources to help families pay for college. So the discount rate is essentially a comparison of the cost of college and how much institutions provide from their own money to discount that price for students and families. You're talking about grant aid. These are not loans. These are dollars that uh, do not need to be paid back. Correct. The discount rates, the tuition discounting we talk about is funding for institutional scholarships, fellowships, and other grant-type aid that doesn't have to be paid back and directed toward undergraduates. Uh, This is terrific. Which colleges and universities offer these tuition discounts to students? Every institution, both public and private, a four-year institution offers some level of, of grand aid support for students. We're going to talk today particularly about the private universities. We talk about private universities for two reasons. One, their, their tuition price obviously is, is larger. So the impact of tuition discounting on students and families is, is bigger for those private universities. And the second is that, as, as you know, uh, many people know, private universities don't get government support. So when private universities discount tuition, they're really doing it directly from their own resources. They're not depending on state appropriations or other types of state funding. So the private university story is the most important one, in our opinion, in terms of the study. So that's what we focus on. So public colleges from flagship state universities to community colleges, they receive some type of appropriations from state or local governments to help offset the expenses of delivering education. It's a different picture for private colleges and universities, and uh, it's it's a much different story between the two sectors. That's exactly right. That does not mean that we don't think financial aid at 
public universities is important. It certainly is. But for the purposes of this study, for the reasons you've just laid out so well, uh, we're focused on the private as opposed to public. So EABs helped support this study. And Nakuba would like to thank EAB for their generous support of this research. Uh, why does Nakubo study tuition discounting? We have studied tuition discounting every year since 1990. So it's become one of our signature products in terms of, of uh, research that we do. Because our study is so uh, longstanding and well-known, it's become the standard by which many private institutions measure their own discounting practices and policies. Uh, so uh, for that reason, uh, we're gonna, we have continued to stay, continued to do the study, but also it's become sort of the one uh, source nationally uh, because we have, this year, we have over 400 institutions participating in the study and they represent large research universities and small uh, small colleges. So it's a way for all those types of institutions to benchmark themselves against uh, national averages, regional averages, as far as tuition discounting and institutional grant aid is concerned. All right. So let's talk about this year's results. What are the most recent trends in institutions' tuition discount rates? Uh, there are three big trends that uh, this year's study talks about. And I should say, as I said earlier, we have 400 of the 800 institutions or so that were invited to participate. We have 400 that participated. So roughly a 50% discount, uh, 50% response rate, which is a strong response rate nationally representative of private colleges nationally. So within that, there were three big trends and issues that we would like to talk about this year. Uh, the first is that uh, a record percentage of students are now getting grants. This year, about 90% of first-time freshmen received institutional grants. That's an all-time high in the 25, 26-year uh, study uh, history. And, and I think that's important to repeat. Of the first-time, full-time first-year students uh, that were included in our study, nine out of 10 received a grant. So it's almost universal in terms of receipt of grant aid. Among all undergraduates, it's about 80%. So about 80% of all undergraduates uh, at private universities and colleges receive institutionally-based scholarships or fellowships uh, and other grant aid. Again, that doesn't have to be repaid. Uh, so that's the first uh, key factor. Second key finding is that those grants are beginning bigger relative to the uh, tuition and fee price. This year, among, again, first-time freshmen, the average grant covered about 59% of the listed tuition price. So in other words, the listed price for freshmen might be $30,000, but the grants that students get cover 60% of that price. Uh, that's pretty significant. 10 years ago, the average grant covered just 50% of the price. So we've gone from covering half the price with our grants uh, 10 years ago to today covering 60%. So that's pretty substantial amount of grant funding that students are getting. Uh, the third key finding is that, as you might guess, uh, because of the first two, uh, uh, more students getting grants and those grants getting bigger, the discount rates, the rates at which uh, institutions uh, 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 award financial aid relative to their, to their gross tuition price, is the largest we've ever seen. Uh, so for 2018-2019, we're estimating that institutions will dis 
discount about 46% uh, of their tuition and fee revenue. So what does that mean? It means that if you count all the gross tuition revenue that, that private colleges collect and you subtract out all the aid that they award, you'll see that uh, 46% of their total institutional tuition and fee dollars uh, goes back out to undergraduates in the form of financial aid to students. So that's a pretty significant uh, commitment, as I said, of private colleges awarding financial aid to their uh, undergraduate students. That is a major commitment of revenue on behalf of institutions. Let me uh, let me repeat and make sure that I, I heard you correctly, that at the private institutions we studied, we found that 90% of freshmen were receiving some type of tuition discount in the form of aid or a scholarship or a grant. Uh, and we found that on average, those uh, tuition discounts were covering 60% of their tuition at those institutions studied. Uh, and for all undergraduate students, you found that roughly three quarters of undergraduates were receiving some type of tuition discount. And uh, this year, uh, the awards were larger than in any previous year that was studied. All right. Yes, that's all correct. That's all correct. Uh, so this means, though, that institutions uh, are dedicating quite a bit of revenue to their students. Is this picture uh, the same across the board by type of institution, let's say from a small college to a large research university? Yeah. Uh, uh, as I said earlier, our study is large enough that we're able to break out the results between large universities versus small private colleges. So the small colleges, which are institutions, to th they, they tend to be baccalaureate awarding. They have 4,000 or fewer uh, 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 undergraduates. The discount rates are even greater or even higher at those, uh, those types of institutions. We found, for example, this year uh, that 92%, 92%, so more than nine out of 10 uh, freshmen at those small colleges received a, uh, a tuition discount or an institutional grant award. That compares at the large universities to 68%. So you see a big difference there. The small institutions also tend to have much bigger, uh, much higher discount rates. So in 2018-19, we were estimating that private colleges, uh, the small private colleges, uh, devoted about 48%, so just a little under half of their total, uh, uh, their total tuition and fee dollars to uh, this type of financial aid for their students. And that compares to about 45% for the large universities. So the small universities have a greater share of their students getting grants and they're devoting even a greater share of their uh, tuition and fee dollars to financial aid for students. So for, for students and families, I think the initial impact is that uh, they're not actually paying full sticker price. They're paying a much lower net price once they decide to enroll and accept that offer at an institution. But this has to have a significant impact on institutional finances. Can you, can you tell me what you've seen uh, in terms of the effect of discount rates on institutions themselves? Sure. So the key measure in terms of the uh, impact of uh, this type of awarding of grants is called the net tuition revenue. And so what institutions do is they take their total 
gross tuition fee revenue. So the revenue that the, the revenue that they get from tuition fees and they subtract out the amounts they award in financial aid. The difference is the net. And what you'd like to see is the net uh, revenue rising at least as fast as the rate of, of inflation. Uh, so that way you're in real dollars, you're not losing any money as a, as a result of uh, the uh, awarding of financial aid. That's in order to maintain that long-term financial stability, stability and sustainability. What we found in uh, estimated at 2018-19 is that net tuition revenue, instead of growing, was flat. It, it, it had absolutely no growth. Uh, and that's in current dollars. If you factor inflation, of course, that means there was a, a loss. Uh, and so what does that mean? Uh, so recall earlier we said that private universities don't get uh, any appropriations to support their operations. So they, they tend to be very dependent on their tuition and fee dollars to fund their basic operations to help uh, uh, their students uh, achieve their uh, educational goals. So if that uh, revenue figure is flat, uh, that really does mean that there's other stresses on the the, the budget. There's less money for uh, hiring new faculty, for example, or to hiring uh, additional tutors or academic support. Uh, uh, so this really does uh, emphasize, again, the commitment that institutions are making to uh, help their undergraduates, uh, undergraduate students achieve uh, their college in terms of enrolling. But the downside to that, if, the, if you will, is that the, the overall revenue, the net tuition revenue that they're uh, uh, using for uh, uh, increasing their financial aid is is not growing at least as of as of 2018-19 academic year. So alternatively, uh, institutions could be looking for uh, other efficiencies or other ways to uh, bring in different types of revenue. Can mm-hmm. you can you talk about that? Sure. So uh, recall that our survey is just looking at tuition and fee revenue. So. Uh, while that's a major source, it's not the only source of revenue that these private colleges have. Uh, so the one thing that's very possible is that institutions are uh, becoming more efficient. They're, they're uh, limiting increases in their costs. Uh, they're uh, trying to do things in, con- in consortia. Uh, those kinds of efforts to try to increase or maintain their financial aid budgets, but not compromise their uh, overall educational mission. So I think that's that's uh, one possibility. Uh, it, uh, to tr- uh, the other possibility, of course, is that uh, uh, campuses are also trying to uh, increase revenue from other sources. Uh, there's bookstore sales, and the, uh, there's uh, other what's called auxiliaries or, or, or other parts of the of the institutional enterprise that may bring in additional revenue. Some of that might be offsetting some of these increases in the institutional uh, grants. So while the net tuition revenue may be flat, it may be that institutions are becoming more efficient uh, and effective. Uh, it, but certainly, uh, the one thing I think is important to emphasize is that financial aid in, in dollars are increasing. But at the same time, I don't I think there's any evidence that that's compromising the education or other services that students uh, might be receiving. 
So Ken, you and I have talked about college and university endowments recently in another podcast. What role do endowments play in this tuition discounting? Many campuses have what is known as endowed scholarships. There's a scholarships that are funded right out of the endowment or through endowment uh, revenue uh, or income. Uh, so we essentially asked institutions to in the survey to talk about or to give us data that would would uh, uh, talk about what role these endowed scholarships play in terms of their uh, overall uh, funding for institutional grants. Uh, uh, as you know, Liz, you mentioned our earlier podcast, we, ta- we, we do an annual survey of endowments as well. Uh, one thing that survey showed is that uh, most institutions have relatively small endowments. The median endowment in, in fiscal year 2018 was about, was, was about $140 million. So not a, a huge fund. Uh, so what we found is that, uh, as you might guess, that endowments overall uh, account for about 11% of the total funding for institutional grants. It's a little bit bigger at large research universities, obviously have bigger endowments. Uh, so for them, it's a little bit uh, uh, larger, roughly 20% of the funding. And that the small private colleges, uh, it's about 35 to 4% on average. So the overall average is around 11%. Uh, what that means then is that institutions have to use other sources of revenue to fund their uh, institutional grants. So endowments play an important role, but a, a relatively small role. We find uh, that everything from those auxiliaries that I mentioned before, bookstore sales, those kinds of things, uh, uh, revenue fr- from uh, tuition and fees, obviously, and a few other sources of revenue are probably paying a, a bigger impact than most campuses on their total funding for uh, institutional grants than just the endowment. So if they're not offsetting that revenue with some of these activities, as you mentioned, or with uh, some type of endowment payout, then uh, uh, some of that uh, 46 cents on the dollar is simply foregone revenue. That's exactly right. And uh, and while our study doesn't measure this directly, uh, it certainly does uh, give you uh, the, uh, the sense that, uh, that uh, a lot of the institutions are just waiving tuition uh, for their students without any other dedicated source of revenue. So that does lead, as you said, to foregone tuition revenue. Um and I, again, I emphasize the importance of that for private institutions where, on average, 40% of their total revenue comes from their tuition dollars. If they're foregoing that revenue, if they're discounting the revenue uh, to help students, that does put stress on the other parts of the budget, uh, academic services, and uh, uh, the other things that campuses do to help meet uh, their missions and help me students' goals. So those are important to note as well. So this paints quite a picture for our members, college and university business officers. Uh, but what do these trends mean for students and families? So uh, the I think the you can't emphasize enough the good news that this means for students and families, particularly in this season. Uh, as we're taping this podcast, is sort of becoming the the decision season for uh, families to decide which college the, their children are going to go to. And uh, for those traditional age undergraduates, those first time freshmen, uh, a lot of the data that we collect is really good news. Uh, 
we, we said before, and can't, it bears repeating that nine out of 10 of those first time, full time freshmen, uh, get some level of financial aid directly from their institutions. And this is not even counting the federal aid they might get. It might, it's not counting Pell Grants. This is just aid just from the institutions themselves. And that aid covers just under 60% of the tuition price. So what it means is that very few families and students are paying the listed uh, tuition or sticker price. And in fact, I'd say the sticker price is, for many families, it's really meaningless in terms of what they ultimately will have to pay for college. Uh, so for families, that's, I think, really you know, good news that even at uh, those campuses that seem uh, uh, unaffordable, if you carefully examine your tw- your financial aid package and you see those institutional grants, it really does bring the cost down for a lot of families. It becomes goes from uh, seemingly unaffordable to now you know something that they they can definitely do, uh, and, and it, it helps them expand their choices of of schools that they want to attend. So while we know the federal government provides extensive aid, both in terms of grants through the Pell Grant program uh, and uh, student uh, uh, military and veterans programs, and all told with uh, federal student loans, they're providing significantly more aid. But in terms of grant aid, aid that doesn't need to be repaid, we know from other research that colleges and universities themselves are actually providing more grant aid than the federal government. And uh, that's part of the story here as we look at tuition discounting. Uh, Digging a little deeper into this, uh, we hear a lot about merit aid. Could you tell us what merit aid is and what portion of these grants are awarded based on merit? Sure. Uh, Because this is institutions' own resources, they have a lot of flexibility in terms of how they can distribute the aid. Uh, They can distribute the aid based strictly on students' financial needs. So a student applies for financial aid at their college and their income and assets, they show, oh, you have a a financial need for these dollars. But they could also give the aid based on students' academic performance, their athletic ability, their artistic ability, or something other than just their straight financial need. That non-need-based aid, aid that's not based on financial need is the, the, the term of art for that is merit-based aid because a lot of these uh, students are awarded based on their SAT scores or their grades or some other uh, academic merit or uh, demonstrated ability. Uh, so in our survey, we asked institutions to show us or to calculate uh, what share of their total Eight dollars as of 2017-18 were awarded based on financial need and what portion was based on uh, academic merit or something other than financial need. And what we found is that writ large, on average, about uh, just on, just a little bit more than three quarters, 78% of dollars on average were awarded to students based in part or in total on their students' financial need. So that obviously means that 22% was based strictly on merit. Um, this so the merit aid discussion I think is really important, but for the vast majority of institutions and the vast majority of students, the aid dollars they're getting are going to be based on that financial need. Now I think the caveat to this, of course, is that uh, because this is because this is institutionally uh, provided funds, 
the de- the definition of financial need may vary from campus to campus. Okay. So uh, I think that it needs to to be caveated. But writ large, uh, uh, by and large, uh, students are getting these funds because they have a need for the dollars. So whether it's a merit based scholarship or a need based scholarship is from the family's point of view is not as material as it is. Is the grant large enough to help me meet my fa- my financial need so that I can go to this particular school? So I, I guess we could say that from an institutional perspective, tuition discounting plays a part in enrollment management and to some extent the admissions process as a school is trying to balance out, say, its freshman class and uh, attract students into various programs that they may be offering. And uh, we also know that there are some detractors of merit-based aid, but I do think this is quite an impressive number and one that's not looked at enough. Uh, Thank you for uh, bringing attention to the fact that 78% of institutional grant aid is given to students who have some level of financial need. I agree with you, Liz, that that point it's just not emphasized enough. I think we in Washington, when we talk about these policy questions, certainly the merit versus need-based uh, discussion is important. But for the typical family, uh, it, it, they don't really care what we call a merit scholarship or a need scholarship. They know they have a financial need for these funds and the, in, the aid that institutions provide are meeting that need. So I think that's really important, uh, important part of the mission of many institutions. Let's turn back to an institutional perspective here. Let's think about the impact for colleges and universities themselves. Uh, It's no small point to make that 46 cents on a dollar are being given back to students and families. Is this current level of discounting sustainable? That's the key question that we have get and will continue to get about tuition discounting, uh, particularly for these private colleges, small private colleges in particular. So I think to give a broader perspective, remember our studies looking specifically at uh, tuition revenue only. We know that institutions can get revenue from other sources, uh, uh, whether that's through everything from their endowments to their bookstores to other auxiliary type enterprises. Um, so we don't have enough data within our survey to definitively say this practice is sustainable or not sustainable. But uh, we obviously, as our members, uh, as a membership association, we we ask that question of our members themselves. And, and there's definitely a concern among chief business officers, uh, other members of the business office, uh, campus leaders, can we continue to add or increase our financial aid budget at this rate to meet the needs of our students? And what we were finding is that a lot of campuses are being proactive. Uh, For example, in our survey, we found that about 78% of the institutions were looking at other strategies to increase their net tuition revenue without necessarily increasing their uh, spending on financial aid. They're looking at things like uh, student recruitment and, and retention and, and and knowing that it's cheaper to retain a student and let him or, him or her go to, toward graduation than it is to try to refill a freshman class. So those kinds of 
activities are really where institutions are focused on uh, in order to maintain their uh, uh, financial stability. Uh, so from that aspect, uh, those conversations are probably more important now than ever. Uh, but I think uh, whether or not current practices are sustainable or not, that's really a campus by campus discussion. I think uh, that's going on today. We, we with our study, can't answer that question directly, just as I said, because of the limited amount of data that we have right now. So as much as a research study like this tells a story, really at the end of the day, once you understand one college or university, you understand one college or university. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Within our within our survey, we have 400 institutions uh, and those 400 institutions have 400 different stories. So I, I, I guess I would offer that... Uh, for many colleges and universities, tuition discounting, as you just illustrated, is playing a significant role in delivering on its mission in terms of access to its institution uh, by offering a somewhat more affordable net price, uh, discounting that sticker price. And that continuing discounting th- over the course of a student's career is helping them deliver on completion and helping that student get to graduation. Uh, And uh, for some of those that uh, like to say the sky is falling as we talk about tuition discounting, I think what I heard you say is perhaps we're looking at discounting in a silo and that we really have to consider other revenue streams and how they impact the college and university. What are they drawing from their endowment? What are their auxiliaries providing to the institution? How do things like parking and bookstores play a role in a campus budget? Just for example, and that a college or university's picture is much more complex uh, than simply the silo of tuition revenue. That's all correct. I, but I, I, I do want to say the discount rate is still an important aspect, primarily because it really is a measure of campus's commitment to tr- try with what, what resources that they have. I know resources are limited, but what's the most efficient and effective way they can use those limited resources to assist families and students on their educational journeys? And that's that's really the ultimate uh, measure of, of why we do the tuition discounting study every year. Ken, those are terrific closing thoughts. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yes. The only other thing that I would, uh, two things I would like to add, actually. One is that uh, to get copies of our most recent tuition discounting study, please go to our website, nakubo.org, and under research, you'll see the tab for the tuition discounting study. The current study, as Liz and I were talking about, does have estimates for the 2018-2019 current uh, year. So it's pretty up-to-date data. Uh, The second thing is uh, 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 we know a lot of campuses are struggling with these questions Nakubo, for the last several years, has sponsored a economic models project, which has a compilation of all the various strategies and uh, ideas and issues that campuses have faced, not just with tuition revenue, but with overall revenue and the cost uh, uh, type issues. So again, I would suggest going to the Nakubo website, nakubo.org, and looking under the Leadership and Economic Models Project uh, to get some more information about that. Ken, thank you. And once again, Nakubo would like to thank EAV for their generous support of this study. 
Thanks very much. 